Hi, I'm James. And I'm Drew. And welcome to Graphic Support Group, a mindful podcast for the design industry and the self, where empathy and the creative cloud meet. Join us as we delve into the mind and soul of graphic design, from PSDs to PTSD. This is Graphic Support Group. another episode of graphic support group it's james and i'm drew and we're excited to have our next guest here uh drew do you want to introduce who we have on yes today? we are we are thrilled beyond words to have one of my personal design heroes and i know james is a big 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 fan, fan as well uh i interviewed him for my thesis in grad school richard turley um richard turley is probably best known for his work as a creative director at Bloomberg Business Week, where he was, I believe, from 2010 to 2014, but you can correct me on that. Um, yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. There, he and a cohort of designers turned this business magazine into a sort of postmodern dreamland, and the publication gave a platform to emerging young designers like Nate Pra, Tracy Ma, and Braulio Amato, among others, uh, and also influenced a, a g- new generation of designers. Um, from there, he worked at MTV as the head of visual storytelling, which was a title that they kind of invented for him. Uh, in that position, he created MTV No Chill, which was a series of interstitial videos that broke up MTV's content and ad space to create dynamic brain melting energy splice throughout each scheduling block. Then from there, he went on to be Wyden and Kennedy's executive creative director of content and editorial bringing that same energy to the world of advertising. He now runs the independent agency, I guess you would call it, Food, of which the world is just now learning about, of which I don't know very much about, and maybe we'll learn about. Um, Turley has created influential work for a wide range of high-profile clients, including F1, Barney's, Interview Magazine, and now also Civilization Magazine, which is a publication that he started with a, uh, another group of designers so yeah that about sums it up i think but maybe there's some things i left out hopefully we'll get to them yeah uh, so it was pretty comprehensive from my point of view so yeah you know you got my... um so we have a recurring question of which i'm not sure we told you about because we have been bad about that yeah it's even better to get it fresh ambush. throw it right at you ambush by question one could you share a lasting experience from your design career that has affected you emotionally or psychologically? Um, um, well, I mean, there's, I mean, there's probably many, really. Um, I, sp- I suppose that maybe the one that, that immediately came to mind was... Um, it may not be quite what you want to. It's maybe not quite quite the answer that you you know that, that you're kind of going for. But getting the you need know, to talk about that business week thing. So I kind of I got that business week job by being very frustrated in the job that I was in at the time, which was I was working at the Guardian, which is this uh, which is like a newspaper, and I wanted some attention from my boss at the time, and and the only way to I I felt to get it was to kind of get a new job. 
um and to get and therefore kind of get more money you know just to kind of go into that whole kind of i got a new job therefore i need some attention and and or more money type sort of dance and i got the I, it was a job at time magazine that i went for and i kind of got the job and then i kind of negotiated some more and you know and i got the job by sending you know doing the usual things and kind of like this was in the sort of late mid sort of mid 2000s i suppose it was about 2006 i don't know around that time and I, I sort of sent a PDF of my work off and kind of had interviews and whatnot. So I got this job at Time Magazine, which was, you know, I don't know, I didn't really want the job, but I knew that it would be enough leverage to get a new job and to, to, to kind of get a little bit more kind of money and a different thing that I was doing at the moment at The Guardian. And then that, you know, and then I, I stayed at The Guardian, got some more money, you know, got patted on the back and told I was a very good boy and kind of, you know, all that kind of shit. And like, about three years later, I got this call from a dude who'd saved the PDF of my work at The Guardian on his desktop, and he was asked to suggest some people to do the business week redesign. And that's essentially how I got the business week redesign from a PDF that I sent three years prior. <laughs> and so I, 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 and I, I think about that a lot because that, like, my life really changed from that moment. And that really did, like, I moved over here and, you know, that magazine, which I never really thought was, I was only really doing that magazine because I wanted to live in New York. I didn't really think it would ever really be, become anything. Um, but like that, that, that sort of one PDF completely changed my life. So, and, you know, and it was born out of a frustration of the kind of, you know, the sending that PDF was born out of, the, of, of a frustration of where I was at that moment. And you know, I don't really know, you know, I often kind of tell that story, you know, and to myself and occasionally to kind of other people, but like, you know, I don't know, just sort of the randomness of stuff and how every, you know, sort of these strange sort of moments in your life happen, you know, kind of quite coincidentally and how luck plays this kind of weird factor that just someone randomly kept my, that PDF on their desktop for like three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that, that 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 that's the story. I don't know if that is that 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 sort of jigsaws into the the usual answers, but that. that, that. Well, I, I love the fact that uh, the background of that that story is from a place of frustration. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's kind of like the motivation is there. Um, I cannot relate at all. <laughs> <laughs> I would say yeah, that's it's it's interesting that you start with that as well because I think a lot of the questions that we have. And some of the things that excite us about your work is like there does, you, you can kind of feel that it maybe is coming from there. Not maybe not as much anymore as it, but but it definitely there is a sort of frustration that that you're kind of picking at in the work in our in our as- assessment of it. And I think that it's interesting to see that like maybe that all kind of came from that. it was just like <laughs> like I'm frustrated with a lot of things, and then I want to try a lot of things and like see where this goes like i don't know yeah maybe maybe i like i i think um i think i i i think i you know that phrase bite the hand that feeds you know like that 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 i think i i i've kind of overly marinated in over the time <laughs> i think yeah. that and i think that comes from kind of being schooled in a newspaper actually i mean it was it's quite you know that for the first 10 years of my career really was spent at a newspaper at this kind of left wing yeah, it's left left wing. So very, you know, it's it's pretty well thought of in England. It's kind of it's it's become a little bit too sort of it's 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 kind of marinating at the moment in a kind of a lot of identity politics and shit like that. But kind of when I was there, it it 
you know, it, it wasn't quite as kind of, I don't know, annoying as it is now, I think, but kind of, you know, it was, but it was just, I was surrounded by a lot of highly, highly intelligent people who kind of, and the sort of the discourse that I was kind of privileged really to kind of to pick up on and sit within and was, you know, was, was really important to me. I think really kind of looking back and there, there is in that, that, you know, those kind of people and that, you know that sort of ideology i suppose that i was kind of in and around at that point was you know was about biting the hand that feeds about like not really trusting anything you know or, 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 not, not, or kind of all the, the, the worry of complacency and you know always kind of challenging ideas and things like that and i think i probably kind of you know there was a sort of there's one guy particularly this guy called in cats who was very he was my editor at the time. He now runs a TV station called Channel Four over there. Um, mm-hmm. He he was very instrumental in kind of just putting pushing that sort of make trouble <laughs> sort of <laughs> kind of thing. In you know, kind of I got schooled under this guy called Mark Porter, and he kind of he taught me and like and you know it, it was a very well designed you know you know it was always in england and in kind of european circles i think really like it was the design you know it was the kind of the, the one paper that had a kind of it was a sort of an early adopter of kind of design really i mean kind of primarily that happened in the kind of the 80s where this guy this pentagram partner called um david hillman did a redesign of it and kind of put it in helvetica and that was kind of a huge a bit of a moment and you know where kind of newspaper kind of design kind of took off at that point and then that 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 banner if you like or that kind of you know was had been carried for for something yeah i mean i don't don't think that guardian is particularly well designed now but kind of i think there was a sort of a time when you know uh, it it was kind of thought of in that way but i don't know i mean you know it's also you have to kind of think it was it was almost entirely print publication when i Mm -hmm. I worked there so that that again was a very kind of different dynamic and you know the you know it's an inherently more kind of express even now i mean it's only really i think you know yeah i mean like like it's it's not there is there are very limited opportunities for kind of visual expression on those kind of forms anymore i mean beyond kind of slightly kind of twee kind of new york times kind of style sort of illustration and stuff like that you know where there is a little bit of it i suppose and kind of the old interactive um you know the old interactive sort of article or whatever but like you know the the, the, the print form was was quite expressive you know Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an interesting. Could you describe like when you were making this PDF, like what you put in it, who you would send it to, like what was your idea? Well, I, don't, I can't honestly. I can't remember the PDF. I mean, that that was the sort of the irony is it just I kind of almost instantly lost it. You know, I mean, it was it was. I mean, I'm guessing it was just work that I was doing at the time because so so the the, the job that I had at the time was to design essentially like a daily magazine called g2 and it was when we God, this is this is a long, it's a long story but i'll, I'll cut to the boring you know cut the boring story. but yeah so so i was doing a so i so like the the, the interesting kind of thing about the, my the, my job at the time was that i was yeah i was doing like a, a daily magazine and so you know and it was a sort of you know it was you know half tabloid size it was kind of you know magazine size and and that meant covers and interiors and some internal design you know it was quite it was there was definitely kind of pre-templated in places but in other places it just was not templated and you know it and and so they i designed a lot you know and i kind of got used to designing very quickly because you had to design very quickly and i got used to thinking very quickly because you had to think very quickly and 
nothing there's nothing no major difference between doing that job at the guardian and then going on to do the business week job honestly and i think all i was doing is kind of doing the same job i did at, at the guardian which was kind of again just but you know and like you know the the, the top you know there is obviously being a weekly magazine there was a little bit more time but in some ways there wasn't any time because like, you know when you do a weekly magazine you still do it in like two days so kind of you know it's like, like five days of fucking around and two days of actually doing it <laughs> and so the kind of, in, in many ways the kind of the you know the rhythm was pretty familiar and so you know, it was it was it was very easy to sort of to, to sort of to kind of to transition into that format, and I think, yeah, and and you know, and and, and I think doing five a week because it's like Monday to Friday, you know, you also care a lot less. I mean, you know, you you know, the, you you learn to kind of be much more kind of driven by instinct and kind of, you know, it, it, there's a whole different sort of set of kind of impulses I think that kind of are potentially at work, which. Again, I just like carried. I've, I mean, I don't know. I was probably like that before then as well, but certainly kind of, you know, that, you know, I, I find it now it's very, very important to kind of to, to underthink. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a big, big advocate of, you know, radical underthinking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think, you know, and, and just going with your gut and first thought, best thought. And, you know, I mean, there's any number of different ways of thinking about it, but. You know, I, th- I think a lot of my processes is, is has it, it, it matured, if you like, in that in that kind of little crucible or whatever, that little kind of petri dish of of um that I was in then, and you know, coming out of an idea very very quickly. The only sort of difference has become kind of as I've got older and kind of my jobs have kind of changed. Is now I spend a lot of time just protecting the idea, whereas before you didn't really have to do that. Mm-hmm. You just sort of kind of just did it and sent it and pressed print and it was in your hands in a day whereas now like obviously kind of everything is works a little bit slower and so kind of there's more of a you know you have to you know there's, there's more of a job of i think coming up with an idea really quickly is still important but then you just have to kind of not over you know not think about it again too much and just to defend it to, to yourself often right. like yeah, yeah. Like, you know, i don't know I think, I think a lot of my stuff is kind of pretty imperfect and kind of rough and a bit caustic and i think that's that's what i'm trying to keep hold of because mm-hmm. i like that I, I, I don't like things to sort of to feel really overthought and you know i think you know that, that that's yeah that's kind of that's my vibe man yeah that's my I want to carry this thread of intuition. So and you've talked a lot about, you know, working from your gut and the importance of intuition. Um, but for me, like, I think a lot of that kind of um, confidence comes from experience. So I'm curious how you've cultivated that kind of self-belief um, within yourself and like possibly how you've kind of cultivated that with other people as a director and a leader. Um, well, I think my, maybe the answer to the first part of that is because um, I, I, I don't think what we do is very important, you know. And I think I think I, I think we 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 you know I think there's there's this sort of tendency to kind of to over dramatize and overthink like our role in the world. You know, it's it's you know it's just in my you know it's a logo. It's a you know it's like a kind of magazine cover it's a kind of you know whatever it's some yogurt pot kind of design whatever i mean it's like none of this shit is actually important and so kind of i think when you kind of take that out take the kind of that sort of nagging kind of someone kind of like shouting you know whispering in your ear that you've got to do better this is really important it, it kind of is quite helpful because you know you're having a kind of a you know it just kind of recalibrates the way that you kind of think about the problems that you've got to solve and you know none of them are really important you know you, I, know, I know it's kind of corny but you know we're not putting people on burning buildings you know we're just trying to brighten someone's day or sell some more yogurt or kind of do you know what i mean you know it's like that 
I don't know, I, I can't really take what we do very seriously, you know, which I know is, is, a, is perhaps a little bit of a controversial point of view, because I know that kind of people do like to think that everything you do is a political act and all that kind of stuff. And I just, I sort of have never really felt that in my bone marrow, you know, and so kind of it's hard to sort of just to pretend that I do think this kind of stuff is important. Um, so I think that's probably, you know, and I think, so I think kind of just like having that, that point of view enables me just to, do things which kind of perhaps might be considered to be a little bit risk-taking. I don't know. I mean, I don't even really know if those things are risk-taking. I think it kind of, you know, it's just sort of things that feel like it's the right thing to do in that moment, you know, and not really thinking about the consequences too much. Um, so, so maybe that's that's one. But but the other half of your question is how do you encourage it in others is a very different thing. And, you know, I'm a real believer in just praise, <laughs> You know, and and you know, confidence. You know, and and, like, and instilling and inspiring confidence in people's ability to think through problems. You know, and um, that I think is again is something that, in my experience, it, it, we 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 struggle with in in, in this industry. For some reason, we, we have this kind of. There's a lot of this kind of Gordon Ramsay almost kind of way of like shouting people and kind of telling that people their ideas are bad and you know this isn't working. This isn't right. Do it again and you know, you know. I, I think I think I may have said this in the um, you know, in, it's nice that thing we so we were just talking about that earlier. But like, it's kind of like, like I think kind of creativity and confidence is like a kind of compound interest. You know, you, it grows. You know, the more you have it, the more it grows. And you know, it's a sort of you know, it's you have to nurture it and kind of take care of it. And with the people around you, it, it's really important to be very you know to 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 understand what you know. Yeah, I've all. I mean, oh, okay. Another way of thinking about it is that I've just always got a lot more, a lot more out of people when we've been working in kind of a positive, happy, everyone's you know environment, you know. And I think that kind of you know in, in instilling, you know, kind of creating that is in part about supporting people and encouraging their ideas and. You know, even when you're not really sure their ideas are that great, you know, or or, or or really kind of what what the solution to the problem is. I mean, if you just immediately call someone out and say it's not, this isn't working, it, you know, is it? You know, is, it may not be working for me, but that doesn't. That's only because maybe I only I'm only seeing half the problem. You know, what I mean, I'm only seeing kind of like you know, maybe this th th there is something in here that I'm not seeing. Maybe this is my fault for not seeing this thing. So, mm -hmm. you know, there, there is a, yeah. a, a, a kind of a tendency just to sort of to pull ideas down because when they don't immediately fit with the or with you know as a sort of you know senior person in the team that you know you pull ideas down when they don't immediately kind of align with your vision but that that i i think is is really dumb you know i mean i haven't said that i mean there, there are you know the gordon ramsay kind of or i mean i don't know if that's a, a good I way of thinking about it. gordon ramsay as a design director just that, <laughs> you know, i think it's like well you know but like there's versions of gordon ramsay aren't there totally, you know i mean totally. like they are and it, they, they may be more subtle and they may be more or less shouting and more passive aggressive you know but like they are there you know and i you know we've all seen a, a bunch of them and like you know and i don't know for, for, I don't, i'm not trying to shit on anyone here but you know but like it's you know it's a strategy and then you know they, they, well, you know people you, you, you get you know you get something you know you, 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 they they can be effective if you sort of tell people it's not working it's not working it's not working and then when they do something that is suddenly they're you know they have a kind of a you know, you, when, when something is suddenly working, then they feel really good about themselves. You know, so there's you know there's any number of different ways of yeah. of kind of nurturing and kind of being you know operating a team and you know or, or leading it or kind of trying to kind of 
massage creativity out of people but like my, my way is you know is is just to sort of try to instill a, a belief that that kind of anything is possible you know and and you know and you know we, we you know and, and that yeah and, and and that your ideas are good ideas and you know and you know there's usually even in the kind of the, an idea that really feels a little far of the mark you know there's always something there isn't there do you know what i mean there's always something yeah. that you can kind of that you can tease out of and maybe it's not right for this particular project or this particular idea but like you know just put it on the wall park it i don't know and i think i think yeah just just sort of relentless kind of positive you know just in, encouragement is 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 how you know and then and then when it kind of fucks up you know or or it doesn't go that well or something kind of breaks in the process that you know the other part is you know you as a senior person have got to own it you know you've got to then protect the people who mm-hmm. have kind of maybe made the mistake or it didn't quite work out in a way that everyone wanted it to you know that's the other not just like throw people on the bus under the bus and kind of like explain what went wrong you know and you, you've got to you know there is a sort of a, a part of it as well which is about kind of explaining or trying to decode you know those situations and as, as they arise as well so i don't know it's, yeah. it's i also think like what you're describing is like creating an environment where people trust one another and that and and you're doing that by making it very clear that everybody's in it together to to have a collectively positive experience making something that everyone collectively feels generally good about like and and i think by doing that you're creating work that maybe some of it's better than others or maybe whatever but at least it's like it's feeding a sort of cycle of positive energy that that can only produce something generally positive like in some capacity to somebody you know it's like it's not going to be and and I don't I I would doubt that you would be like fluffy and sort of like boosting stuff that you think is legitimately not trying to be like it's it's more about effort I think than it is or like digging deep than it is about like is this good design or not it's like is this thought well, well, I, 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 I think the truth of it is, is or, or rather kind of how i see it anyway is that it's you kind of have to look after the small things in 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 those kind of dynamics and like the small things in that instance are in your relationship with the person in front of you as a designer as a kind of some you know and kind of you know everybody you know you know, it's hard to do this when you have like an enormous team, of course, but kind of like when, you, when it, I've never really had my, my the biggest team I've ever had is like 20. And so kind of, you know, it, it, it's possible to do it up until maybe that point. But like, you know, you, you've got to, you know, you have to have kind of a relationship with all those people, you know, and, have to, and you have, you know, that everyone has a slightly different way of working and, you know, you need to spend, you know, you have to spend time with those people on some level to kind of understand how they think and, you know, and, 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 yeah, so I mean that's that that that's the way. I mean, I'm saying now, I was saying it out loud. I kind of realize how kind of ridiculous it is, really, to sort of say that. But like, I think, but really, I think that I, I mean, you'd have to ask the people I work with whether I actually do this or not. But I like to think that kind of that was sort of part of how those teams worked, and you know, I mean, you know, just as I said, just like I mean, you know, just understanding kind of like what different people respond to. You know, you can't just you know some people kind of like like one sort of problem, other people like another. You know. You know, I had one, you know, I've worked with one person who kind of, you know, really, she was very fucking difficult, but like, she was kind of brilliant if you just left her alone in the corner of the room and then she would just produce these things. And it was like, you know, like, so that, you know, again, you know, like every sort of 
you know, which was kind of in some ways a little an affront to everybody else. But like that was the way of getting kind of work, good work out of her. And, you know, but when that work came out of her, everybody gravitated toward, you know, so it was sort of, you know, there's, I don't know, there's any any number of different kind of, you know, but I don't know. I think you sort of, you know, you have to sort of know, there is a bit of psychology, I think, really, and just like knowing kind of what makes people's, you know, what they're interested in, what makes them kind of tick, you know, what, what, you know, what, what, what are this, you know, a lot, you know, I think designers often kind of fall into a couple of categories. What in like the kind of the architect, the architects and the artists, right. You know, there's, there's people who kind of who like structure and who like, you know, who like figuring that, cause you know, figuring that out, like it's a bit kind of a, you know, so reductive just to say grids and stuff, but like, you know, like there is, you know, the, the kind of the, you know, the infrastructure of an idea, you know, as opposed to sort of the artists who like the external facing stuff, who kind of like the ideas and, you know, kind of respond a little bit more kind of to that sort of thing. You know, and everybody on the team, you know, everybody you work with as a designer can do it, should be able to do a bit of both of those things. But, you know, you you, you sort of naturally kind of fall into those two camps I've found. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, so like people who, who, who are very into order and are very into, you know, you, know, you get that kind of designer who just lo- loves to sort of make everything snap to a grid and do you know what I mean? Like every type size is this, uh, you know what I mean? All, all that kind of stuff and, you know, and get, and they, they get an awful lot of pleasure out of that, you know, and you know, I, I get a lot of praise. It's, it's a very satisfying thing to do, but you know, it's not necessarily how I want to spend my time, but you know, you sort of have kind of have to know how to do it, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're talking to maybe two off the grid designers <laughs> we do not uh necessarily uh, <laughs> uh s- subscribe to that but yeah I, I i know what you mean um yeah I, I, and to build on that you know you you have been particularly impactful in your ability to like pull talent i would say out of obscurity or just find people who aren't people aren't like designers that people know yet and kind of like allow for them to make some of the best work of their career and maybe even discover their, their voice under, you know, your supervision or whatever you want to call it. So can you uh, talk about like how you've made decisions about like hiring? Tracy came from kind of her, cause she's really good friends with Sarah Swinar. And so I kind of, and I sort of knew half new Sarah Swinar who, and who used to work at the New York times. And she's now kind of, you know, really great artist. She was was a great artist actually, but you know she and she and I, so so she hooked me up with Tracy and then and I saw the work and yeah, I like loved her work from the moment I saw it and you know she I I don't forget what she was doing. I think you're probably right. I think she was at I don't know, quite. I think she was. I don't think she was doing anything. I'm not really sure. She was kind of either at like some ad agency or some kind of like magazine. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, we flew her down and. Um, in the days when you can kind of do that, I suppose, really, it was, you know, I have enough money to fly something down. But the, um, and it was just, yeah, it was immediate. I mean, she just was great, you know, like, I don't know, you just spot something. I mean, like, I, I think I'm kind of like hiring for kind of personality, not skills, you know, not, not, no, it's not hiring for personality, not necessarily sort of, well, it's not competence isn't the right word, but for, you know, I, I think if, if you hire people who know what they're doing, then, you get the things that they know how to do. And like, you know, you, you, you usually end up getting somewhere more interesting with a bunch of people who don't really know what they're doing, you know, who have the skills, but don't, have never applied them in that specific way to that specific problem. And so you kind of, so, so I think, I, 
I, I way much, much, much prefer to work with young, younger designers, you know, because I think there is just, because that is where new ideas are and it's kind of, it's, you know, new brains and new ways of thinking that are kind of really exciting to me. And so getting people like Tracy and Braulio and I mean, I said Chris Desenzo was amazing as well and kind of uh, Kurt Werpel, you know, I still work with Kurt. Um, loads of them really, you know, kind of, you know, they they, they all kind of, I know they just had a, yeah, you know, they, they they just had the right personality, I think, in a way, you know, like they were open, they weren't ego driven, you know, they were kind of, you know, there, there was a sort of gnarliness that you get from a certain type of, I don't know, there's a defensiveness that I think that you that, that kind of designers can sort of marinate in, you know, like you know, or, or rather they or, or can kind of give off this, like you know. You know, it's quite, a, you know, it's in, in its own sort of gentle way, it can be kind of quite a brutal industry, you know, because, you know, you, you, you're, often, you know you're, you're sort of kind of taught at school that graphic design is kind of art and kind of, and, and you know, and graphic design is about expression and is about, I don't know, whatever, you know, you, 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 you're given, it's built up to be something, you know, very epic feeling and you know and you know that you know you sort of see all these incredible designers like sagmeister and stuff like that who kind of just sort of like scratch shit into their body and do you know what i mean it's like you know it's it's feel it's very romantic and then right. you leave school and you know you're designing yogurt pots right and like and you kind of what the fuck you know how did that happen you know and so kind of you know like that's not what i was promised you know this sort of you know bait and switch and that 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 creates a sort of defensiveness and it kind of creates to sort of a often or can kind of create a feeling of 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 just being pissed off honestly and kind right. of you know and like and feeling like you have to kind of justify your work even more because you feel so devalued and so sort of undervalued by 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 kind of the work you're doing um and you know and you know and so i understand it i kind of understand that kind of defensive kind of mannerism and i understand the kind of prickliness and the sort of you know the sharp elbows and you know this is my, what, 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 you know, my, my kind of canon, you know what I mean? This right. is my, my fucking studio and shit. Do you right. know what I mean? It's like my pra- my practice. That's it. Right. This right. is my practice. You know, it's like, and I, I don't know, you know, it's like, you know, tennis player. My practice. Well, it's well, no, but no, I think, you know, it's, it's to me, it's like, it's, it's your, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all about kind of creating this mystique around yourself or kind of creating this kind of, this atmosphere that you should be taken seriously because you don't feel like you're taken seriously because you're designing mm, your right you know? and, and, kind of, and i think it kind of creates this sort of way of talking and i think kind of critical writing didn't help this by the way which is a slightly different point but kind of you know we, we, we started to like the discourse around design became ever more kind of muddy and kind of you know complicated and politicized and you know it's again as i think as a way of just kind of creating the illusion of value in your ideas and your work and your approach and your practice you know and you know that that's why that that's the sort of defensiveness that i i i i I, again i understand it and i like a lot of the designers who kind of you know who who present like that but oh i like their work anyway but like that's not going to work with me, you know. And like, I like people who are just a bit softer and a bit gentle and who don't really kind of know what they're doing. I don't mind saying that out loud, and you know, and I prefer that actually. And yeah. I, I would prefer we to say to me, I'd never done this before because that, that's like music to my fucking ears. Do you right. know what I mean? It's like there's some people you want to hang out with, like at a certain type of party or at a certain type of social gathering. <laughs> 
it's like so you would want to hang out with like your friend from college at like a dive bar but you wouldn't want to hang out with like the greatest like most uh like the king of england or whatever like at a dive bar like i feel like kind of what you're describing is like you'd rather spend time with people you want to hang out at a dive bar but you want to take the dive bar to like the like the 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 penthouse like bar with an amazing view where all the rich people are or something like that it's like it's like this contextual thing where it's like you want everyone to like kind of have a chance to do that, but like on their own terms or something like that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, I don't know. It's just, I sort of, I kind of just know the sort of person that is going to work well with me, really. You know, like I think it kind of, you know, whether whether it's a, you know, a dive bar or whatever, I mean, you know, like kind of metaphor, or whatever, but like I kind of, there's just, you know, the, 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 I, I just, I just kind of know the type of person that kind of, that, you know, that can kind of, Put up with. I mean, I mean, I'm kind of painting a picture of me being some kind of like fucking, do you know what I mean? Sort of sainted fucking, do you know what I mean? Boss, and like, I'm not. You know, I'm difficult and gnarly as well. You know, like you know, I just but maybe in sort of maybe hopefully a little bit of a different way. But like you know, you know, so you got you know, some like you know, you got to part with me as well. You know, got to part with the kind of my inconsistencies and you know and and, and all of that kind of shit as well. And I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's just, funny, I just I guess is the point too. There's not. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how if you agree with that, but like, I guess the point is there's not a lot of pretense. It's like you're just yourself, and you want to work with people who are kind of like trying to do the same thing. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and again, I, I want I hire for kind of personality, not the ability to do the job that necessarily is presenting itself as needed to be solved. You know what I mean? It's like I I want you know you got to have skills, you got to know how to kind of find your way around. I don't know, whatever this program, whatever you know, you got to be, you got, you got to have, you got to be able to control the tools and be and use the tools in kind of an interesting way. I mean, you talk, you talk about Tracy again. Like, I've never seen anybody use InDesign like Tracy Myers uses InDesign. I mean, it's just like, it, it, you know, and it's like it was like it, it, she just didn't use the tools like everybody else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know? You know, and like you know, and that you know, and I, I don't know where that comes from or why that is, and you know, I don't want to be specific. To Tracy, but I kind of was sitting next to her a lot of the time and kind of would watch her. You know, maybe Kurt, who I work with way more, actually probably does even weirder shit with, with fucking Indies. I have no idea. But like, you know, it's sort of, you know, there, there is just something about people who can kind of use the tools in slightly different ways that kind of creates a different way of working, you know, and kind of, and therefore kind of creates different work, you know, and I think, you know, <clears throat> it's kind of what you want, right? You want to yeah. feel fresh to you or Thank you. You have given us so much. Where would we be without you? Adobe. Every update, each new feature, brings a new spark of joy to the process, constantly changing, always evolving, in a constant state of flux, shifting. Where would we be without your humble, automated, cloud-based grace? Perhaps our pockets would be deeper, but where would that leave our work? You have created a world of creators, and invented a world of inventors. You have given the world so much light, 
now is your chance to shine. So thank you from all of us at Graphic Support Group. I want to go back to something you started to talk about, about like building this mystique around the practice and like the self-importance, this like this building this image of like the graphic designer as this kind of like God or whatever. And you wrote something really interesting in your It's Nice That essay um, about this this problem of lack of accreditation coming from a lack of self-esteem. And I thought that was really interesting. And I thought it was really interesting because it's something that like, it's very hard to examine personally. It's hard to identify personally, but like from a, from an observational point of view, like it's like, yeah, that, that person is definitely like compensating for something. And so I'm curious, like how you came to that observation and like, um, just like, where do you think all this kind of like, cause we talk about this a lot on the, pro, on the podcast too, this sort of like imposter syndrome, this sort of like covering up for, uh, the lack of importance of our of our craft um, and making it much more than you know, like making mountains out of molehills type of thing. And I'm just curious about your your thought and insight into this the self esteem issue. Well, I think probably kind of like like I said before. I mean, I think you know, what we do isn't very important, and so kind of, but like somehow the way that we talk about what we do creates a lot of importance around it, you know, and I don't want to undervalue kind of careers and, you know, like I know careers, I think careers are important to me, you know, like, like I'm not, you know, I, I have, you know, I'm not, you know, it, it, but I think there's so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, like self-esteem kind of gets knocked in, in all sorts of different ways, really, if you're talking kind of about that, I mean, it gets knocked by constantly kind of comparing yourself to people or kind of being in situations where you have one idea that someone else has another idea and they go with that idea, you know, like there's any number of ways that I think that kind of self-esteem can kind of get knocked in, in, in what we do. And, you know, and there are, you know, again, it's a bit like what we were saying earlier, various reasons and various strategies that, maybe have kind of come out of sort of sort of kind of maybe sort of like web two social media practices really where you which kind of tend to be kind of quite uh, you know, um, they're very healthy very healthy being vocal and being very kind of engaged in kind of various different kind of conversations and stuff like that and being very kind of active um you know and like and, and people look at that and feel get you know that knocks people's self-esteem as well just seeing these really articulate people kind of like knocking stuff around and kind of thinking in ways and getting you know yeah and they're kind of you know cronies like slapping the like button do you know what i mean it's like you know it's it's all, all these sort of you know there, there's, there's a lot of different ways that kind of self-esteem can suffer and in, in you know and even before you kind of make a piece of work and no one likes it or it gets ignored you know it's it's it's, it's a kind of it's a very yeah you know, it's not. You know, I, I think there are far worse careers to have for that. I mean, like being an artist, being a musician, being a you know a writer is far more exposing, really, because you know most design you're kind of you know usually hidden behind a third party's you know magazine product. You know, you're, you're kind of insulated to a certain extent by. So it's not really however close those ideas are to you, they're not necessarily you know you're not visibly kind of owning them. Um, but you know, and I think I, I mean the point about kind of. Yeah, I mean, did I, did I make the point about that kind of in terms of kind of like crediting people's work? And, you know, I, I'm not quite sure how that links to some, I mean, to sort of, I think, I, I think I, like, well, that, that's yeah, what I was curious like about. Ownership. It's like, yeah, it's like, 
I think there's a tradition you you cite fashion and music as having a tradition of like uh, understanding yeah, yeah. where things come from and being comfortable with like taking ideas from other places but uh, i mean yeah. the essay was all about the myth of originality but i i'm yeah. i'm more fascinated by your insight into like why in the creative industry are we so protective over things that aren't ours like and why don't we see that as creativity and um because i i think there's a lot of value both in your work and i think you know the way i think that like the ability ability to synthesize these influences equally as powerful as making the statement itself and expressing and it's i don't see why we can't just be empowered by that ability like i i, I like to take the stance of the graphic designer as a sort of like translator almost someone like that can yeah like a conduit and i just i just don't really understand why that is like problematic for some people <laughs> i think it might just be learned behavior in, in in a lot of ways i think that, that it just kind of comes from i don't i i, I, I yeah, I, you know, I, I, I honestly, I, I, I can't answer that question, you know, with any degree of certainty. You know, I think, I think, as I said, I think there is perhaps a part of it which is just sort of muscle memory of kind of, you know, you're told you're not supposed to steal things and kind of, and you know, that that there's some maybe something about the kind of the fact that a lot of the things that you that you do as a graphic designer are essentially kind of authenticated by third parties, as we've just said, and so therefore there's this kind of a vulnerability that comes from kind of revealing the fact that you just sort of swiped something and then sold it, you know, to someone else. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, you know, I, but I, but I, th I think it's probably something to do with the adjacency of the third party, which is, which is where it, it, it has got kind of murky. And I, and I think, you know, like agencies and uh, have kind of played their role as well and kind of like how, you know, who, who are kind of want to kind of keep client, I say agencies, you, know, you, you kind of like want to keep kind of clients happy. Do you know what I mean? Right, you don't right, want right. a client to know that you've just even nicked an idea. Do you know what I mean? Because then, you know, they're, 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 that isn't a good message for whatever reason. So, yeah. you know, there, there is that, you know, as well, you know, it's, it's, it's a kind of, a, it becomes complicated from a kind of, from a payment perspective. Well, I suppose, as you, if, you know, if, if you as a sort of an artist kind of owned, you know, stole something and kind of, you know, you know, or, or rather, kind of, you know, appropriated it, or kind of reworked it in some form or other, or resynthesized it. However, you want to think about it, then at least you're sort of, you know, there there is something about the kind of the context in it being a gallery that that kind of allows a lot more kind of like latitude. But, but why? I don't know. I mean, there's no real well, reason. Right, you know, right, it's, right. It's dumb, isn't it? It's just you know, it's it's like this postmodern. We're living in a a post postmodern world, so it's like the fact that Duchamp did the urinal in like 19. 20 or whatever the fuck year yeah, it was. Like, like, like graphic like, designer gets to catch up. You know? Yeah, it's Stay like, why, why aren't yeah. we just like taking a, a cover of a... Like when David Bowie basically took a took a, his own album cover, Heroes, and made it an album cover for a new album. Like, why aren't we doing yeah, that? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that Jonathan Barnes. He, he was, that. but... That, that was a fucking right, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, um, I guess also, like, my question is, like, kind of flip it back on yourself like maybe what made you comfortable in sort of being like a sampler and a, an appropriator like what what how have you found that important for yourself 
Well, well I, I think I said it in my essay, but like, like the, the biggest thing was kind of like my old mentor kind of saying to me a couple of times when I was a kid was, is that you know, originality was the, is the art of hiding your sources or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And like that, and it just struck me then. And it kind of still, you know, I still believe this. It's like that, that's kind of everybody's doing that. It's not very original. Is it, right? <laughs> so kind of it just kind of like it was as simple as that. That was that that was the thought that, that kind of drew that, that, that kind of like led me to that idea or, or, or that way of framing my own work and so you know it just became kind of much more kind of I don't know I just I, I think I wanted you know wanted to I don't know why I mean I think I was also probably at the time this is this is kind of the business week era as well where you know that, that I was kind of getting getting attention for those covers and quite frequently being asked how did you come up with that those ideas you know where does that idea come from and I would tell them, you know what I mean? Well, I, you know, I just saw it on, you know, did I saw this or kind of it's an appropriation of this or it's kind of, you know, it's this plus this equals that, you know, and it it kind of just felt like an honest way of talking about the work. And I didn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't really yeah. understanding that I was kind of creating a whole kind of narrative for myself and like the kind of the rest of my career, but I kind of was doing that, you know, in some level. Um, but like, you know, but, but it, that was, it, it wasn't, there was no, there was no kind of bigger rationale or bigger kind of you know higher kind of philosophical kind of point of view that I was trying right. to kind of explain the world. It was just sort of well, I, I'm just trying to be honest about the things I'm doing, and maybe that honesty was was kind of refreshing, you know. Or, or, or that was, you know, I think I probably was just maturing at the same time as a, a lot of other people who were kind of doing the same thing in different places, you know. Definitely, definitely don't want to compare myself to these people. But, like, you know, I, I am part of a generation that, that kind of, you know, is you know, a lot of kind of my cohort, if you like, or my kind of age group have done kind of similar things, you know, and kind of, you know, in, in various other different kind of, sort of environments. And so, you know, or various, you know, whether it be kind of like fashion or kind of art, or kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, so I mean, I, I grew up, you know, hip hop and kind of like acid house and stuff, like sampled it. Like, you know, there was just all, you know, it was that kind of cut and paste you know, one of, a very, very early influence on me was a band called Coldcut, and, you know, who did this kind of, you know, who who, uh, who, saw, who did this, you know, really, well, like, still one of my favourite albums, you know, which was their kind of Journeys by DJ album, which was kind of, you know, just cut and paste. It was just, like, yeah. cutting, cutting up film scores and cutting up, um, you know, everything, every, literally everything is in, that, is, is in that album. And so I think, you know, like that, that's the stuff that is, inspired me then and inspires me now. And so that kind of cut and paste is, you know, probably was kind of groomed into me around then that you know you could kind of you know it's it's you know come pace is not is no is is as old as the ages but you know I, I think you know so I suppose just expressing it and kind of putting it on the outside maybe that was kind of unusual at the time but then you know I was just being given these in a in kind of smallest interviews with kind of you know sort of you know blogs at the time really you know mm-hmm. and I never really realized that that that, that I was laying down these kind of empirical kind of truths about my practice my practice my work and kind of my approach <laughs> that, that i would still be talking about like 15 years later but you know i'm happy to be talking yeah, i'm glad I mean, i'm glad i did it you know, you know, you know it, it seems it, 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 like there's a kind of um like i don't know if this is i don't want to give it too much like um moral like high ground so to speak mm-hmm. but like there is a kind of like radical honesty even just how you talk in a public forum, forum, how you talked in your It's Nice That articles, like how you give presentations, etc. It's sort of like almost radically honest. And I wonder if that's not just the principle of the whole, what everything that you're doing is like, I'm just going to be honest, this shit's stupid. Like, I'm going to be honest, this is like, 
the people I work with are just like young kids who don't know what they're doing. The people who I'm like, it's sort of like you're kind of trying to pull back the curtain on like. Well, I think I think, I think you're right. I, mean, I don't know about society, but I think I'm going to try and pull back. But you know, like, like there is a position as I've kind of articulated, and I don't, I don't want to kind of shit on these people again, but I, but I will. You know, it's, I've just kind of like you know, I've <laughs> just you know, like creating a lot of myth, you know, mythology around what you do. You know, and I think it's very sensible to do that. Do you know, what I mean, it's very sensible to kind of, you know, it, it, to 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 do that to to kind of to create a lot of mystique around you to kind of constantly, you know, I don't know to 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 sort of you know, it, it, it imply your sophistication, your taste, your ideas, and the depth of your ideas, and the history of your ideas, and you know, like it, there, there is, there is a real. There, there, why not do that? You know, because because people, are, you know, people fall for it. People get suckered by it. You know, people kind of want to. You know, they want to believe. You know, if they like your work, they want to believe the stories behind it. So, kind of, you know, the, but I just that was just not that. It turns me off personally, that type of person and that type of approach, and you know. And so I, I, I can't think of any other way to do it other than to be sort of on, you know, to do this and just to sort of talk candidly about it, and you know, hope that that demystifies some complicated yeah. process that some, you know, someone might be struggling with on their own. You know, I, I, again, I don't really see myself as some kind of guru or anything but like that. You know, I, I definitely have seen shit, you know, and I've seen kind of, in, you know, examples of bad working practice and good working practice. And so kind of, you know, kind of, you know, and then, you know, again, sort of, I think like you just get thrown out of school, you know, you get thrown out of, you know, you're not, you're sort of told to sort of, go and figure it out for yourself and kind of you know you in your sort of early mid-20s and no one's you know there's a long it takes a long time to kind of you know you know even the 30s and 40s kind of struggle and so i kind of think you know if you can kind of just give some kind of guidance and just sort of at least explain how you do it then maybe there's some value in that somewhere to kind of to people i don't know probably incredibly pretentious even saying those words out loud but to that end like okay there's this honesty right and so much of what so many designers are doing is incredibly dishonest right that's kind of your the point you're making and and you've worked been at agencies i've been at agencies james has been at agencies so much of it is sort of a smoke and mirrors kind of overstating overcompensating for you know oh yeah we just kind of like picked some colors and <laughs> and there's a photo here and that's and there's a font you know it's like it's not rocket science, right? And it's not mm-hmm. saving people's lives. So how do you present these ideas? Are you this honest with clients? Are you this honest in rooms? Like, what's it like in these rooms where you're like, hey, MTV, this company that's paying me blah, 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 blah amount of money to do blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck it. <laughs> like, what is it like? Or is it more? Well, I think you've got to be honest. And you have to kind of, I think people can smell that, you know, and like, you know, but there's definitely different ways of, of selling ideas through, you know, and, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I did, I struggled in what I kind of just call the kind of the hyper corporate world. You know, when I was at Wyden Kennedy, I spent a few years at Wyden Kennedy and that, you know, not all of it, but kind of quite a lot of it. I, I just didn't speak the right language, you know, and, you know, you know, you know, which is this one of kind of being kind of honest about things and being kind of, you know, kind of candid about the work you're doing. You know, that's not what, that agency anyway 
want you know need you know that that's not how they want to present themselves they want to present themselves as the world's greatest ad agency do you know what i mean and like we know exactly what we're doing and we're really fucking confident about what we're doing and that confidence is going to kind of you're going to you're going to smell that confidence like fucking cologne do you know what i mean when you walk in the room do you know you know and, and it and it's sort of you know it, it, it and it's you know it's surprising and, and like there is this sort of you know i'm sure that you know you, if, if you've spent that you know you've seen how corporate america works it's kind of it's a lot of dudes who spent a lot of time on golf courses uh, even if you know and it's it's let's run you know who all dress the same who kind of go who live in fucking westchester who just sort of have this you know this this bland kind of well to me anyway very kind of like bland and normie sort of lifestyle you know and, and they all talk each other's language they all gone to like midwestern colleges they all kind of like you know there's this sort of like you know there is this sort of group think and and you have to be, you have to act like them and behave like them in order to be accepted by them you know they don't mm-hmm. want some fucking random kind of like weird british person coming in saying that i, I just like, <laughs> shout out and i did you know what i mean like like that's not part of like the process on any fucking level you know i mean it's like it's it's about walking to a con- into a, into a conference with confidence and just like hitting the power you know and just you know that's the idea you know by hey, don draper like, yeah yeah it's still <laughs> yeah. that it's still, like it's, it's still that kind of stuff. It's just, as i said they all all the good people have left and it's just this kind of remnants this kind of like older don draper kind of like you know who's just you know playing the playing the part of Don Draper really but anyway that's what that's that that's that world you know and so kind of I I did you know and I think you know that isn't my process normally but like you know if you, you talked about MTV I've just you know I, you know there weren't a lot of meetings that I had there were a few I had to kind of convince them what I was doing you know and, like, and I just I kind of would just try to be as analytical and strategic and kind of as honest as I could be at that you know and you know and being candid but also kind of having a lot of facts to back it up you know, yeah, you know so yeah. you know that that was sort of helpful in that time and um some people like see candidness or sort of like this tmi bullshit where it's like too much information like didn't need to know all that like mm-hmm. as a as a bad thing whereas i've always seen it as a sort of asset mm-hmm. but I, I i can see people saying like oh well that's not com- it's not confident to like pour out all your insecurities or the things that you No, I, 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 and to be totally clear i do not do that i don't just like go and spit out all my insecurities you know what i mean like like i'm not you know this this conversation i'm having you now is not the type of conversation i'd have if i was kind of presenting work you know what i mean right. you know there is you know but I, I i try and be honest about when i present i mean like you know, my strategy at the moment in presenting work is is um is is to show them everything though i mean like, like i do i think there is a, that that is quite you know I've, i'm sort of realizing more that that is a little you know i think it's radical necessarily but it's just it's a different approach you know i'm kind of you know i i, I don't i i really get frustrated you know i'm not frustrated. i will not do the standard here are the three routes mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you know that i find you know that type of kind of like process driven you know i think it really limits the way you kind of think about things so we kind of you know we'll, i will go away i'll solve a problem or i'll solve the problem and i'll solve the problem as many ways as i can think of in that time frame and i'll show you all good ones and then i'll also show you all the bad ones but i'll put those at the end and mm-hmm. just to check that although that i was right that those are the bad ones and just but because uh, i might be wrong and there might be actually something quite good in the end that i just didn't quite figure out and so kind of so so i you know, but like the way that I present that would be, you know, like you know, standard. I don't think this is any radical. You know, you know, 
a hello slide. <laughs> hello. <laughs> then kind of I tell people what they're gonna see and they'll they'll see one, two, three, four, five, six. I've shown ten routes before, you know, which is fucking unusual, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, and I'll build those out and as much as they need to be built out or those ideas will be built out as much as they as they can in order to sort of to put enough flesh in the bones to sort of decide whether it's a good idea this is like the first presentation and then as I said then I'll, then I'll put all the rest of the stuff as a kind of an appendix at the end which just sort of just to kind of qualify like you know just so you can see it all and right you know, and, and so, so I, you know, and, and when I'm going through that, I'll talk honestly about this. I'll say, look, this is similar to this. This is similar to that. You definitely, in my world, you know, our world, we do not want to be kind of like stealing something or kind of borrowing something, and then, then they find that out six months later. Do you know what I mean? You know, you're much better to sort of yeah. say, look, there's this. It's similar to this. Just being honest. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. just be aware you know yeah. like you know and then it you know allows them to make you know and so you sort of you know so i suppose you sort of in some ways kind of talk about appropriation at that level or kind of at least you talk about influences and how you're kind of approaching it um but yeah but but you know, that approach wouldn't work for kind of coca-cola for example though do you know right. what i mean like like coca-cola or something like that they need they need a, a process that 30 people can understand at any given time a, a very simple takeaway of kind of like what they're supposed to do now and that and you know they don't want any you know they just want the decision made for them really right, right. and and so kind of so so, so they, you know you, you have to tool the presentation for the kind of the client you have to tool it for the kind of the type of person you're kind of dealing with and again at the moment we're working kind of like I, I work very collaboratively you know we you know I might find it much better to to sort of just define the kind of the what the, the most senior person you can, and work with them and present mm-hmm. with them rather than presenting at them. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, that I find I kind of much more useful, much much better way of doing it. I want to pick up on this this point that you made earlier, and, and I think it comes from a place of real sympathy. You're talking about how like young designers get thrown out of school, and you know I'm sure, and like I I kind of was a mix of both. Like I wanted to just sort of be rebellious and believe that I had something new to offer, but at the same time I also really wanted to please the people I was working for and the clients that I was working for. So I, I'm just kind of like, I guess my question here is like, how do you similar to how you embrace people to embrace people to unlearn things like how do you kind of like build confidence in yourself and the people around you to be like you have something to offer and this is going to a way to push things forward and don't get blighted by the need to like come off as this con- confidence man i guess well, I think the, I don't think I'm going to answer your question quite succinctly as you want me to. Mm-hmm. But like the first thing that I think that I'd say to that is, the first ten years of your career are a shit show. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like most of the time. Do you know what I mean? Like, like there are some people for whom it kind of happens very quickly and they kind of blow up. You know, I mean, you know, sometimes that can actually be kind of quite damaging. By the way, but like, right. you know, like, you know, but generally speaking, most people like that first 10 years is is a learning process you know and like you know that's coming out of 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 education that's coming out of institutions that's coming out of a kind of an institutional state of mind where kind of schools where everything is kind of taken care of for you to a certain extent kind of just presenting with a problem there was a ton to fucking learn when you leave school and kind of and and i think the first thing i'd say is just understand that that first eight to ten years is mostly a learning experience you know and kind of and just hang in there you know just don't expect you to become you know like 
you know, to kind of blow up and become, well, I don't know, whatever, you know, like some kind of like legendary graphic designer right. during the first five years. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's just probably is not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? And, 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 and just take that pressure off yourself. Very corny thing to say. It's like, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? It's kind yeah. of like, you know, don't, you know, and so alleviating a little bit of the pressure on yourself to kind of, to, to necessarily need to sort those kind of problems out or need to sort of, to, to, to being as effective as you want to be in that situation, whether it's about being kind of more creative or kind of more, brief responsive or more making the client happy you, know, like you just learn all those things on some level most of the time if you're kind of mm-hmm. you know, if you're got your eyes open your ears open you're kind of you're, you're kind of engaged in the environments that you find yourself in so so i mean and, and so it's a bit of a fudge to the fudge of an answer but like you know attach yourself to some kind of mentor find someone senior who can kind of just help kind of you know throw some kind of light on situations i think is 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 good i mean it's all kind of fucking obvious stuff right um you know i I don't know do you know listen to graphic design support group (laughs) (laughs) like like there there are probably places there where you can kind of you you kind of get a little bit of kind of help but like but i think again the main one is just like take the pressure off yourself to kind of you know again look look, you know i I don't want to use me as the only example here but like my i did not get good at this thing i did not understand my role in the world in the graphic design world until i was like 34 okay Mm. so that's like way that's over 10 years it took after i left school you know I, i had some success and i kind of when i was i was industrial and I worked fucking hard and I loved working and kind of like, you know, still love working and kind of, you know, like there, I, I, I had, and I think I still have the, 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 the engine inside mm-hmm. me. The most important thing, the most important thing that you, you can have in any kind of career is just the desire to learn more and drive yourself forward and be interested in the subject. So I had that kind of, I was lucky to have that kind of naturally. And so that engine brought me through those times. But again, it took like 10 to 12 years until you know, like I mean, like like I moved to the states when I was to, when I was um in twenty ten, and I think I think people and I, I you know and, and I think Business Week as a sort of a, a kind of a, got some recognition in about twenty eleven twenty twelve, and mm-hmm. so that was and that, so that's yeah that's a good twelve years really after I left school twelve thirteen maybe even when I leave about twenty year two thousand I think so yeah good ten eleven years and so yeah that's that's how long it took you know and then and then I started to kind of understand. As I said, like my role, or kind of like I understood, kind of like what my kind of point of difference. I understood, you know, I only then really did I understand. Oh, okay, so all that shit that I was doing in my twenties, that's kind of where that was leading, you know, mm. all, all that stuff that I was learning at the Guardian. You know, oh, okay, so that's that's kind of how it all kind of knit, knitted itself together, and how it kind of matured into something kind of that that was a sort of a, a differentiated approach, or a kind of something that kind of that I can look at and kind of point to as being kind of my tiny contribution to the graphic design <laughs> right, right. <laughs> graphic support group how may i assist you <sighs> i'm freaking out i don't know i'm feeling really out of touch with design and my career feels stale i want to keep exploring but i don't know where to seek inspiration what work i want to do or who I even am anymore. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down. Take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. This sounds serious, but I think I might be able to help. Have you thought of taking a sabbatical? <sighs> I can't take a year off from work. That's for rock stars. Good point. Might I suggest you apply to grad school? Grad school? For graphic design? Yes. Grad school is a great way to take your thinking and skills to the next level. Would you like to explore some options? Well. 
how much does a program like that cost? I don't have a hundred k just lying around. Good point. Grad school is fairly expensive. Hmm. I may have something for you. Yes. Here it is. Yes. Okay. This is what I was looking for. Vermont College of Fine Arts MFA in Graphic Design. It's a low residency program designed to help designers like you. I think it could be a really wonderful solution to help you refocus your creative energies on yourself without having to sacrifice your life or bank account. Really? This sounds too good to be true. Please tell me more. Do you think it could help me recalibrate my creative energies? Well, VCFA is an individual-focused program where the institution's world-class faculty works with you one-on-one throughout the semester from wherever you reside. They then gather twice a year for one-week residencies, where all of the students are able to share and make work in an intimate and intensive environment. Hmm. So what goes on outside of the residency? What happens throughout the rest of the semester? Well, that's the interesting part. You're able to build a budding design practice steeped in history, theory, and studio work in your own space and on your own schedule. It's a mix of self-study and robust guided advising. It's perfect for somebody like you. Wow, that does sound pretty ideal for me. You know, just the right balance of challenge and discipline. Sounds pretty cool. It is. You will join a vibrant community of artists, educators, and practitioners who are all looking to grow their individual design practices. The residencies allow for close exchange with both faculty members and students. Plus, your network of creatives will grow dramatically and internationally. You'll be joining a community of passionate creators who will support you, and you'll gain discipline in your career because you'll be doing it on your own terms, on your own schedule. Plus, the one faculty to four student ratio allows for a really close-knit experience, along with the ability to choose your advisors. Wow, that all sounds great. And you're sure I don't have to move to Vermont? Yes, you're able to pursue your creative endeavors while staying right where you are. That's amazing. How do I apply? You can apply and find out all the information you'll need by visiting vcfa.edu. If you have any questions, their offices are just an email or phone call away. Wow. Thanks, GSG. I knew I could count on you. No, thank you. We're always here for you. Support is what we do. Full disclosure, James Shea is a visiting faculty member at VCFA. This is a paid advertisement. It's funny because, like, you were saying about luck and, like, things all kind of just, like, you know, obviously you, you worked hard, you had skills you were industrious those things are important too but like you know if you well, had the, the, the bloomberg thing then maybe it would have been something else yeah you know? oh my god like, i mean you, you, i think about that a lot you know i think mm-hmm. about that fuck of a lot and you know a lot, a lot, the, the, my, the best quote for that is um I, I think it was it was a baseball player i don't know i'm not great on baseball but i'm not kind of quite sure i think pretty certain it was someone who said um you know that the the more i practice the luckier i get Mm-hmm. You know, which I think is a really good fucking line, you know, yeah, and true. you know, and, I, and it, I, I think there's a whole lot of fucking truth there. And it's like you know, you know, like the more work you do, the more opportunities people have to find your work and see it and be engaged with it. You know, I kind of often talk about like or kind of visualized it like almost like having these little rubber balls that you kind of throw out. Every piece of work is a little rubber ball that you kind of throw out and you never know when it comes back. You know, sometimes it can kind of go for years and like that PDF that I talked about, just like, just then comes back, you know, and like, you know, the more balls you throw out, the more opportunities that they have to, you know, to, for, for stuff to hit people and for it to come back. And, you know, just being industrious and kind of like work, you know, just having, 
inventing work for yourself you know that i know it's just it that that's just been good for me you know I yeah. don't, you know it's, it's not the it's not everybody's strategy you know like you could have the peter savile strategy where it's just like nothing 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 very very good thing nothing nothing do you know what i mean it's like you yeah, know, yeah, there's, yeah. there are any number of ways of doing it yeah, but kind of yeah. like my way was all always um yeah was just it was just make a lot and yeah. just yeah i think also something that comes with that like industriousness and kind of like unlearning is like you kind of learn to develop your own methods of working outside of what you've been trained and i think you've been something someone who's been very good at that you've kind of developed your own uh method that clearly because you know as you say you're a formalist you're very grounded in the standards and the canon but you've kind of pushed yourself outside of that um so we're kind of curious to like know a little bit about the rebelliousness and the irreverence and particularly like where you see the line between like highbrow rebellion and like just being full on ignorant of like design and like what <laughs> design should be. It's like, kind of like, how do you like, yeah, I, I guess also like, I'm curious how you maybe use your formalism as like a, maybe like a foundation um because i think when i read that essay too you kind of use formalism as like well actually this is how i'm gonna couch this radical idea out there so that it's still palatable visually and conceptually but you know in in it is like this really seed of like um insidiousness or something but it like it still looks pretty enough for you to understand um yeah I, god i don't know how to answer that the um um well I, me as a formalist i think yeah i, I was trying like, like again coming back to that that guardian you know, like, like i i was so prior to me doing that daily magazine um i was the assistant to a guy called mark porter and while whilst he redesigned the, the whole paper so i i had two years of learning how grids work and how, how type of, i mean really like like two years of like very intensive highly sort of you know high level kind of grid making graphic design you know all that kind of shit so so i i had kind of grids pushed so hard and so far into me that they i almost just like see the grid you know like i don't even need the grid anymore do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. the grid you know like you know it kind of it just is inside me somehow and kind of like spatial arrangements and kind of how that kind of stuff it's just somehow through that process was kind of ground into me so you know, and I think through, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I suppose that's one way of kind of tacking into the form. So everything that I do kind of comes through, has has that shit that just is somehow kind of like built into everything that I do. You know, that I, there's mm-hmm. just some way that I see space on the planet. And you know, graphic really good. Like, like the difference between a good graphic on a bad one is really just how they use space. I know it's kind of corny, but like I think there's a truth there. And like and kind of and doing and having that kind of process of just sort of you know understanding kind of how space works was just was very kind of So I think. There is this kind of like formalism that kind of comes from that. And I think there's a kind of reductivism also that kind of that I, I, that appeals to me. You know, I'm not a very, I'm not a Baroque graphic designer. Do you know what I mean? There's not, there's, you know, civilization is as as, as, as Baroque as it, which is actually quite Baroque really, but kind of like it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's as kind of crazy and as kind of as involved as it gets really. But mm-hmm. even that's kind of actually kind of kind of simple really when you, when you get to the bottom of it. Um, you know, so I suppose that's just like how I, how I've kind of interpret the world. It's just like you know, I, I like simple ideas. I like you know, 
I, I don't know where that necessarily. I mean, I can can chart. I can tell you sort of you know my influences, but I think I've said these out loud a lot. You know, there's a guy called Scott King and his these nation. Scott is like yeah. a really good friend of mine now, and like that was very that was foundational for me. There was a, a magazine called Shoreditch Twat, which is really interesting. <laughs> it was really kind of which is sort of like a zine that was kind of like made in the '90s in sort of East London, kind of the you know sort of Chinatown of its day, I suppose. Um, you know, there, you know, and, and it, there was, and, and and both of those kind of operated with this kind of brutal, simple, you know, like Esquire covers George Lois, God rest his soul. You know, they're all, you know, they they were all kind of coming from a kind of quite a simple place and a place where right. you're kind of like using the kind of the language of design to kind of to to you know agitate, you know, and to kind of to you know the idea you know and again like that that you know being kind of groomed at the garden and groomed and kind of doing conceptual political covers you know on any given day you know it kind of that's the language i was that, that I, I i learned to talk in you know as, as a kind of graphic designer so um you know like 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 you know, again, like my mentor, my kind of like the guy who taught me, kind of my taught, taught me grids and stuff would say that if you can see the graphic design, then you failed. You know, he, that was one of his <laughs> phrases, you know, if you can, you can see it, you know, then like all you're looking at is the graphic design, you're not looking at the idea. And he kind of, he 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 worked for a long time with Tibor Kalman, you know, and so and kind of he was the king of just like idea, 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 right? And, you know, just get, get everything out the way of the idea and just try and make that, you know. So... Yeah, I don't know. The agitation just comes from I kind of I like causing trouble. You know, I like I like to you know I like to make people laugh. I like to kind of like you know I think and I like comedy. You know, I like I like yeah. that feeling of being of, of kind of get. You know, I think if you can make someone laugh, you get in, into a different part of their brain. You know, if you can make them smile and you can make them, you know, you, you start operating in a different world totally. or a different sort of emotive kind of place in someone's brain. You know? Yeah, I mean to that point, like. I think humor is such a big part of the work you do and and so many designers use humor in that way and obviously people really learn a lot from comedy like people listen to comedians in a different way than they listen yeah it goes into a different part of your brain you let people in you let people you let these thoughts in and it goes through in a different hole i think yeah and so i mean i'm curious do you you know some people uh, for some people it's a it's also a defense mechanism like do you think it it could ever be that in, in some of the work as well, like a way of sort of like, you know, if you were to take yourself too seriously or, or to. Oh yeah. Yeah, for, yeah. Sure, for sure. For sure. But yeah, I think, you know, I think, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I think that comes back to kind of biting the hand that feeds, you know, when I mean, mm. you just, if, if, if you need to sort of self-satirizing, you know, it's, it's ultimately quite useful. It's a strategy, isn't it? It's, it's a way of kind of like not being hurt by, you know, people kind of like shitting on you. If you, if you kind of like shit yourself first, then, yeah, exactly. you know, it's, it's, it kind of takes the, takes the weight out of like a bully, you know, a bully, you know, if you kind of, if, you, if you're willing to kind of to go to that place before they are, then you kind of, you know, you, you remove their ammunition, don't you? Um, I think there's a fine line though. I think kind of one of my slight like criticisms of Business Week when I left is that I think they kind of, there was a bit too much kind of shitting on the project, you know what I mean? And kind of just like making too much fun of it and kind of, you know, there was in my, you know, just everything's a joke, you know, there's, there's a fine line. You know, it's, it's kind of, you know, you want to be able to kind of say, you, you, you know, you, you know, you, you want there to be a mix, you know, you want it, you want there to be kind of like seriousness and you want to be able to kind of, you know, you need to be able to talk in a number of different registers mm. you know, rather than just kind of everything's, you know, this nihilistic sort of, sort of 
you know, bomb note, you know, and, you know, which is sort of, I think sometimes that can be, <laughs> you know, yeah. well, there's, only, there's only so much mileage in that bef- before you just like run out of road, right? You just, you've run out of road really quickly. If, if, yeah. if, if, mm. if you don't, if you take yourself so unseriously that, you know, then everyone, you know, it's, so I don't know, there's a, there's a sort of. Yeah. I, I'm glad to actually hear that you, there's a, there's an appreciation for balance because I, and this leads to my other questions. Like, you know, there is a certain amount of like punk attitude in being able to like make fun of something and be not so serious and like turn everything into a joke, but also there's certain amount of privilege to have that position. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to how you've sort of um, one kind of recognize your own privilege in able to in being able to speak in this manner and speak in a rebellious manner and two do you think that for yourself it's like being able to make fun of something is a way of humbling yourself and kind of like removing yourself without like setting yourself above it so that's a that's a, a really great well i mean i think you've sort of answered it for me yes you know i think i think that is what what, what, what i do actually i think that is that, that's exactly the kind of motivation um i mean in terms of the kind of the first part of that um yeah i i, I yeah I, I don't know i mean you know you, 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 your own privilege is one that you, you know you're kind of you, you both take as an assumption and sort of fight with you know and you know and kind of how you got there and the luck that you had in getting there and the kind of journey that you were put on or you kind of put yourself on um i, I suppose the, the the act of kind of wanting to destroy yourself is ultimately a very privileged one you know i mean yeah, there's nothing totally, totally. There's, there's nothing really to say other, more than that, really, other than to kind of to you know that it, it's 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 the act of somebody who can kind of you know afford to lose right. something, mm. isn't it? You know, and yeah. so kind of, and I can, yeah. you know, I can afford to lose. You know, I mean, it's like you know, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what I can afford to lose, but until you could have lost it, but the um, you know, it's it's, I mean, it's something I I I think about a lot, and I, and I'm not. Well, I mean, not a lot, but I kind of think about it kind of in, in relation to, you know, to, well, to a whole, you know, to a whole, a whole bunch of things, I suppose. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that, like, honesty and frankness and kind of vulnerability, because also it's like, um, it, it's also just like, it's, it's, it's the way to sort of realize as much as we are, have been talking about, like, we're not important, we're not important. It's like, I think it's also recognizing that the ability to formalize and kind of share our ideas is quite a, a, a very great talent to have and also a great opportunity. And so, you know, I think, like, as much as you can make a joke out of it, I think um, having a balance of like understanding your abilities and your influence um, is a way of kind of keeping yourself in check from like that self implosion. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. You know, I, I, I think I've just always struggled to. You know, I don't know. You know. Yeah, I mean, you're asking some kind of quite deep philosophical questions about the, yeah. the you know, on some level, just like what the what the meaning of you know, not the meaning of life necessarily, but kind of like you know, I mean, you, 
you know, I, I don't have a very high sort of, you know, I, I don't really have, have very, you know, I don't really, you know, I, I don't think that's a great means, I suppose, really, is ultimately where I come from. You know, I don't don't really see, you know, there being, you know, I, I, I've always just thought we're spinning on a ball in the middle of nowhere trying to make some sense of it, I suppose. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So kind of out of that position or out of that kind of thought and out of that kind of nihilistic kind of state, I suppose, is is how I kind of see and express the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not to say that I don't see and don't understand that, you know, it it it, it it's a very, you know, you know, the, the, you know, it, 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 that is not the only way of thinking about things. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the way that I think about things, and you know, I think just trying to kind of, you know, be somehow truthful and somehow kind of honest to the way that you believe, you know, that or or, or, or you know, to my the way that I think about or have thought about the world and the, and my position in it. Yeah, you know, I, I don't have a lot of, you know. I sort of have, I say, I don't have a lot. I, I, I don't have a, you know, my, I guess from my self esteem. I mean, I don't, you know, a lot of, you know, why we were talking about earlier about kind of, you know, being very candid and very honest about things probably is equally a, 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 a me saying I don't have great self esteem or kind of mm-hmm. it's me, you know, just like I said to you before about kind of like, you know, you, you take, you know, the ammunition out of, out of somebody by fessing to it before they, yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I we had this question early on that we skipped, but um, you know, Drew and I are obviously very big fans and appreciators of your work, and there is like this read of your work that is very confident oh. and uninhibited, and so, I guess just to be point blank, would you consider yourself a confident person? I mean, it depends on the situation, you know. I'm. No, I. I... <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, I suppose. I mean, like, like there are situations I feel that more confident in than others. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't go out very much. I don't socialize very much. I'm just sort of. I'm quite sort of. You know, I don't really enjoy being around lots and lots of people and mm-hmm. kind of I'm quite a sort of monkish in you know I don't know if that necessarily talks to confidence but I, I don't feel very confident you know in, in a group full of 10 or 12 people kind of talking yeah. kind of eloquently about something you know I mean I like that no um so no so, so so not in that respect I mean but you know, do I, I? You know, I'm reasonably confident as a graphic designer. Do you know, what I mean, I realise that I'm, I'm reasonably good at it and I can do it. And so, kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I've been around the block enough to kind of to be able to talk, talk about it and articulate my kind of points of view around it. So, yeah, I have confidence in that respect. You know, and um, yeah, and I think sort of, you know, just sort of having some experience kind of breeds a certain amount of confidence. So, yeah, so you know, but I'm not, I'm not without confidence, but I don't think right. I'm kind of like, I'm certainly not dripping in it. support now? 
We love hearing from the design community. Call us at 202-507-9158. Please share your story with us after the tone. We'll do our best to respond on our podcast. Please leave a name or alias, design role, and location. Thank you for your call. This has been great, like super great, great, frank, honest uh, answers. Um, one thing we like to do on the podcast, it's like as cheesy as it sounds, it's like we like to come up with a mantra. And we haven't been doing this very well, but we we're just wondering if you had any nuggets of like a mantra from our conversation today or something that you've been thinking about a lot lately. What's a mantra again? What's a mantra? Just, like, like a- just like a short saying of empowerment. That's kind of how we've been trying to use sort it. Sort of like, you know, like what you were saying, like the quote from the baseball player, yeah. like that could be kind of a mantra. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's probably the best. The other one, the other one I read, the yeah. Also, we're probably using mantra wrong. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so don't quote us on that. <laughs> a saying, a phrase. Yeah. A colloquialism. I don't know if I'm kind of like, no, I, I don't think I, if, I don't know if I say anything kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe that, I mean, I quite like that. There, there's that Scott Galloway uh, uses one, which I like, which is nothing is ever as good or bad as it seems. Mm. I think that's, that, that's, that's, a pretty great, that's more of a life message than a sort of graphic design message. Um, or kind of create. Um, yeah. I also want to do just one thing in kind of the spirit of this conversation, it, kind of like you know a shout out section or a attribute section just mm-hmm. any 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 people you'd like to like express gratitude or just like s- share some recognition i think that could be a nice end note to this conversation oh, how long have you got i mean like all the people <laughs> like genuinely like everybody i mean like i mean do you really want me to go through them i mean you know, like i mean i think you know like there's a guy called ian katz who was talked about earlier mark porter paul barnes christian swartz um, like Tracy, Chris, Nasenzu, Bob Vargas, Kurt Werfel, fucking hell, Kurt. It's just like, you know, I've been working with Kurt now for ages. Um, Echoes, I, you know, I do a lot of work with now. Julia, I do work with now. You know, Sally Thura, it's like an amazing woman. Uh, Julia Panic. Um, I'm going to be bad, like missing people out. Like Ian, Ian and Nick, I'm going to work with. Uh, Kino. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, every, everybody and anybody I work with, I think I've, I, you know, I just, I think I've learned something from 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 a lot of those kind of people. Um, I mean, at the moment, and I, yeah, Scott King. You know, I was talking to him the other day. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought him up because when you were talking earlier, I had forgotten about him, but um, I see the spirit alive in in the work too, and he's yeah, just and such Scott a great really great work. Yeah. Me. Yeah, I've been lucky to become quite good friends with him now as well. So it's that, that that's that's been a real it's been really lovely. Um, I mean, like I suppose just in terms of graphic design here, as we were like tomato, and, you know, I did some stuff about it's nice that thing about them. They're very mm-hmm. fuel graphic design agency called Fuel. Who yeah. are, I, I um, 
Yeah, I don't know. There's loads. Great. <laughs> well, we've love. had a few of your. Uh, we've had Eric Carter. Eric. Um, I think that's the only other person you've worked with we've had, but we would love to. We've we we, we have a Jeff Braulio, surely Jeff that would break yeah. the internet. Yeah, we've we've tried to get Braulio on, but uh, <laughs> it's easy. Hard to get. Tell him right yeah. now. He's got to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it can be a bit fun. As we are a support group, could do you need any last final words of support? Any anything that we can give you as a parting gift aside from posting this episode on all social media platforms? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. That's it. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. you can do no more. Um, great. Well, thank you so much. Thank this you. Has been great. Thank you so much. I mean, this has been so wonderful and just so thought provoking. And yeah, thank you for having me. It's um, my first and probably last podcast. Um, okay. Graphic Support Group is created by James Che and Drew Litowitz. The Meditations and Hotline are voiced by Elizabeth Leeper. Editing by James and Drew. Cover art and graphics by Drew Litowitz. Our theme music is by Marble Rye. Thank you for your support and listenership. Please stay tuned for new episodes and updates through our Substack. Follow us on social media at graphic underscore support underscore group on Instagram and email us at help at graphicsupportgroup.com. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Every review helps in spreading the word about this podcast and allows us to continue making a space for open conversations in the design world.